Well, John, it's been fun, but I gotta go. I have a date with a six-year-old boy. And you have a date with death. Club members, I'm Kate and I'm Emma, and welcome back to another episode of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. Uh, today we are covering a movie that it was recommended by uh, not one but two club members, Zoe and Hayward. Both recommended this movie. Um, we are covering the original Child's Play from '88. I'm very excited about this episode. I have so much to talk about. There's so much behind the scenes content here. You know, I'm honestly not gonna lie to you. I'm really excited to talk about this. Are you actually? Yes, very. Okay, okay. So I watched well, um, this one without Kate. I watched this one uh, like snuggled up in my bed um, with my cat. And just I just have like play. a lot of thoughts and a lot. I'm curious about the background and I can't wait to decide like if we like it or not. Or I guess I know how I feel about <laughs> it. I can't wait to disclose how I feel about it to you. And I can't wait to see how you feel about it. And then also to compare that to how the audience and the critics saw it. Yeah, Emma, I didn't look up what the critics think about this movie. I know that's always your bag. Um, I actually don't even really know how everyone feels about this movie because I just feel like it's such a... Um, I think there are people who really, really love the Chucky series. And um, spoiler alert, I am one of those people. Um, I guess that's not much of a spoiler. I like most. <laughs> yeah, she did movies. dress up as Chucky for Halloween. So I guess it's not oh too much Oh my God, of a I sure did. I had, did you catch that it was the same knife? Um, no, because the knife just looked oh. like a knife. No, it was like the, it was the same. What well, makes okay, it a special well, knife? It's like the handle's different. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's cool. I, I did not <laughs> I, assume, I, I did not assume that you liked it because I knew that you would do that costume just for the lore of it. So I'm not, it's interesting that you liked it. I, I like the franchise as a whole. I haven't said if I like this movie. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We should we should just dive into this. Yes, we really should. I have a lot to talk about. Um, I I want to talk about Chucky's design. I I personally am obsessed with animatronics, so I have a lot of information on the animatronics that were used to create this movie. Um, the the script changes that happened during the movie. It's a very different. The movie they got made is very different than the original script. I'll just say oh. that. Um, yeah. So I have a lot to talk about, and I'm very excited. I am so curious about what direction it came from, I guess. Uh, well, I can't tell you that because we have to dive right into Club Bulletins. It's time for Club Bulletins. Breaking news. Wait, I thought I'm, you were supposed to shuffle papers. Oh, yes, I am. So sad on. That's, that's a, a binder. binder. <laughs> that's, that's all I had at hand. <laughs> that In this digital like age, what can you expect from me? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but now for my club bulletin. So first of all, uh, welcome back to all of our club members. Um, and if you're wondering, am I a club mem- member? Then the answer is yes, because if you're listening to this podcast, then you automatically have um, auto-enrolled into the club member. Um, Yeah, it's an opt-out program. Yes. Now um, it is your responsibility to enroll four more club members, and then they will enroll eight, and we will have ourselves a good old-fashioned pyramid scheme. So get cracking. This is is (laughs) multi-level marketing. We're just going (laughs) to let you know. 
Um, the only uh, downside is that we don't actually have a product, so but you'll figure that out. Anywho, we're the product, aren't oh, we? We are. Yes, we are the product. So anyway, we, um, the royal we, like the club environment. Not me. I am not for sale. Yeah, no, Kate is not for sale. She um, has already been sold to her husband, so she's <laughs> pirate style. <laughs> pirate style. <laughs> anyway, okay, enough enough about sexism jokes. So, um, if this is your first time, welcome. You're in the club. Um, I want to give a shout out to our current patrons. Thank you for being patrons and kind of helping keep our club afloat. We actually have, because of um, because of y'all's contributions, we're actually in the process of building a super fancy brand new website. So stay tuned for that. I, yeah, go look at go look at the one I made while it still exists. <laughs> the, <laughs> yes. U- the URL looks like a virus. It's not. Though. It does look like a virus. Um, it definitely looks like something you should not click on, um, but you should click on it so that you can compare it to our <laughs> fancy new one and give us kudos for our hard work. Um, I'm, but in all seriousness, uh, I did give Kate like a sneak preview to like the very very first iteration of it, and I think it was okay, right? Of the website. Yeah, the new, the like. The oh, the one, one that you made. Oh, because mine is the first inter- iteration, and it is absolute garbage. Um, no, it is. Yeah, not. yours looks way, way better. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, completely, like, no, like, cannot be compared. Way nicer. I'm glad that you're in charge and not me. So we love making uh, content for y'all. So thank y'all for those of you who are able to kind of help us out and in, in moving the club forward and helping us become bigger and better. Um, and just as a brief reminder for you guys, um. Being a part of the club has no dues. Um, you, as I mentioned, you're in the club already, and as you can see, quite free. Um, but if Whether you, you like are it just or not, <laughs> yeah. But if you uh, just want to find other ways of supporting the club, you're getting really into it, then you can join us on our Patreon. And there's different officer rankings for different levels of support, and they come with fancy, um, fancy levels of power. So if you'd like to become <laughs> our benevolent overlords, uh, you know how to do it. <laughs> And they're actually going to be voting on the next um, episode that we cover. They vote on one movie a month. And uh, so we actually picked Chucky. Or I guess I did. Yes. We took reviews from, um, we looked at a bunch of reviews and we said, why haven't we done this yet? Why haven't we done this yet? I don't know. Because like in all of my, I I was going to say in all of my time, but I guess my time's kind of brief in Horrorland. But in the time that I have spent in Horrorland, Chucky has been a very prominent part of it, both in um, just like general horror, horror, horror lore. Um, and then oh, horror lore. <laughs> lore. The verger. And then also in um, like every time I've done uh, Halloween Horror Nights, there he's obviously um, a prevalent character. So I was actually very, very curious about where this movie was going to go. And I'll tell you, it did not go the direction I thought it was going to go. Well, what did you think it was? How did you think it was going to go? I thought, wait, 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 first, can you get, can you give like a brief movie synopsis for people who haven't (laughs) seen it? Like just one or two sentences. Okay. From a true horror movie, um, aficionado. (laughs) Is Um, that you? That's, that's me. So you've come a long way. (laughs) So this movie is about a thug named Chucky who, um, (laughs) is running away from the cops. He's running. He runs into a toy store for some unknown reason. Um, he's about to get got. So he performs some voodoo magic. Lightning strikes the sky. <laughs> he uh, dies. Or does he? 
um, years or not years later, shortly thereafter, a little boy really wants a um, good guy for Christmas ends up getting that's this. The, that's the name of the doll. That's the name of the doll ends up getting a good guy from his mother who bought it in a back alleyway that uh, good guy turns out to be possessed by a thug and um, horror and hilarity ensue. How'd I do? I think that's I think that's the movie, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, that's all I got. <laughs> what did you think it was gonna be? Like, what what was your? How did, did you think Chucky was gonna? I turn did not out? anticipate a backstory. I thought it would be a doll that was evil, and. I thought there would be less background to it. So I had no idea that he was possessed by like a real human. Um, And the fact that there was like a magical element was very surprising to me. I did not see that coming. Um, (laughs) And I think the thing I was surprised by most of all was that I liked the child. Oh, so you liked the child actor. I did. And I looked it up. He becomes a, a real grown normal human being afterwards they, they don't always i no, they I, sure I don't, don't typically i don't typically check um fun fact you talk about how the backstory and how there is like he's a serial killer by the way i'm um, not the child but the um the thug that his soul goes into the chucky doll he's a serial killer named charles lee ray in the movie and that name was derived from the names of three notorious killers Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, and then James Earl Ray. Those are very different kinds of killers. Okay. What a creepy response. (laughs) I just mean like killing a... so fucking creepy. (laughs) I'm just saying like, you know, you have weird satanic (laughs) cult leaders in there. You have Mm -hmm. potential, or did he, um, presidential murderers. There's just a lot going on there. There's... (laughs) There's a lot and they, you know, it doesn't matter. You don't need to They're know like the theme is murder killers. and that's all you need to know. <laughs> the theme is murder. Um, I, I, I feel like we need to get into the film breakdown. Like, what is this? What is this movie? Um, so the first part is, as always, is the film genre, um, which Emma scrutinizes heavily. I think you'll be fine with this one. It is toy horror. Yes. Um, I think we have a very recent addition to our um our movie lore uh that features much toy horror and that is yeah it's the last movie that we did the last movie we watched had a (laughs) lot of very unnecessary gingerbread man horror stuffed bear horror jack-in-the-box horror so yeah you know um it's speaking of krampus uh, in the in the last the last movie we covered was Krampus, and we linked it back to Lord of the Rings. We were talking about the Weta workshop, who was a workshop responsible for the creature creation of that movie, as well as another very popular movie, which is the Lord of the Rings franchise. <laughs> and um, this movie also ties into Lord of the Rings too. You know, whenever you first said um, that <laughs> it related back to Lord of the Rings that Krampus did. I got like irrationally defensive. Like, no, it does not. And then I'll be like, leave them alone. I know. No, I'm so, I, I was worried that you would recognize him because I wanted to, I, I wanted to get your reaction. Who was I going to recognize? Um, uh, that would be Chucky, who is played by, um, Chucky is one of the orcs, Emma. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chucky, who is played by Brad Dourif, who was a worm tongue in the Lord of the Ring movies. Weird. 
Yeah, he's also yeah, he's also from um One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> like he oh, got I think nominated for an Oscar for that. Um, I want he's you to kind be of a like big deal. Oh yeah, no, he was Gandalf. <laughs> I oh, almost no, did. He was actually Gimli. <laughs> I almost did, but I was like, no, she probably already recognized him. I'm surprised you didn't recognize Wormtongue. I mean, I not at all, honestly. The guy he had I mean, like a very thick, like New York accent, which um was not the the tongue oh, of yeah. Wormtongue. <laughs> I guess he talks a little different. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, he plays, um, well, he voices Chucky, I should say. Um, and he voices Chucky for basically like all of the sequels until they do the reboot. Uh, so, yeah, he stuck with it for a long time. And he's not the only actor that plays Chucky. I'll get to that later. You know, um, but he's, I, he's the main one. I almost, I mean, by almost, I did accidentally start watching a very different movie, um, which is Chucky, what? which is Child's Play from 2019. Oh, yeah. Which I had no idea. I had no idea they did like a full reboot. I knew they had sequels, but I didn't know that they rebooted it. And then whenever they were, it was doing a commercial for the good guys, I was like, Chucky looks way different. And I had to kind of like back out and be like, okay, no, this this is not kosher. Wait, you like watched 10 minutes of the wrong movie? I watched like a good minute and 30 seconds. That's funny. (laughs) I mean, there's like eight of them. I was getting it from a sketchy website, so I wasn't asking too many questions. Yeah, you're like, okay, you want to tell me it's Child's Play? I'll watch it. <laughs> That's Chucky, though. We also have Katherine Hicks, who is the mom. Her name is Karen. Um, cute fun fact, she met and married her husband um, on the set of this movie. They didn't get married on set. But her husband is the animatronic creator, Kevin Ye- Yeager, who we're, we're going to talk about Aww. a lot. <laughs> That's very cute. I know. Really cute. And then, She's like, um, when's Chris Chucky or- coming back? Like, she, like, loves it when he comes on she, screen. She, I she does love she did love whenever she came on stage. I saw a lot of interviews. It was really really cute. Um, she would notice whenever he came on set, and then whenever he would leave, she would be like, "I wonder if he's gonna like stay to like see my performance." Oh, that is, is which is really cute. A classic crush. I love it. So pure. Really really cute. And then um, Chris Sarandon, who I recognize, he's Detective Mike Norris. I recognized mm-hmm. him from Fright Night, um, and. That's important because Tom Holland, not Spider-Man, it's a different Tom Holland. Um, <laughs> Tom Holland wrote and directed Fright Night, and he also wrote and directed this movie. I actually did know that. Well, then you know that he's not the only writer for this movie. No, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only knew that one thing. Okay. Well, he um, he didn't write the original script. The original script was written by Don Mancini. Uh, he... The, I guess the the name of the original script was Batteries Not Included. And then apparently Spielberg was going to make a movie called, maybe he did, I just haven't heard of it, was making a movie called Batteries Not Included. And so his agent or representative was like, no, you got to call it something else. And so he called it Blood Buddies. That's not what it mm, ended up being called. Yeah, I don't love well, that. It's more relevant to the original story. So can I tell you a little bit about kind of what the story was? Yeah, please do. So... In the story, one of the features of the doll was that it could bleed. Uh, that's so, not very realistic. <laughs> it meant that, like, if you played with it too roughly, you would tear the latex skin and there'd be, like, blood. <laughs> like, Chucky blood. has a hemorrhoid. Um, you should get that checked <laughs> out. <laughs> like, I think, I haven't read the script, but I think that the concept was, like, you, you would then have to go buy, like, Band-Aids and, like, stuff like that. Like, it was a feature of the toy. So, like, in the in the script chucky 
gets his finger torn. And so the kid, out of empathy, question mark, cuts himself too. And then they press their fingers together. And so that's the Frankenstein moment where like the monster comes alive. Can so you imagine if our older sister had a toy that could bleed? <laughs> no. <laughs> Mom would have taken her to a psychiatrist so quickly. She almost didn't let us play Sims because they died so much. Yeah. Mom found out about Which, the little boxing in trick. The little removing the um, rails to the, the pool door. chick. Yeah. Remove the door. Put fireworks inside. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> that's just part of playing the Sims. That's how you play. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Chucky. So they have their Frankenstein moment where they, like, mash their blood fingers together. And then the doll goes out and specifically attacks people who the child has, like, unexpressed rage towards. Hmm. Like he's like the kid's id. And there's the point of it was to be a sort of whodunit where you're not really sure if this doll is truly killing people or if Andy's a bit unhinged and he's mm-hmm. the killer himself. Um, also, in the original story, the mom is the advertising executive responsible for the good guy's doll. So I like that. That's, mom it's a little different. As she is. Like I like that yes. she's kind of a down, down and out mom. Um, I do think the idea of a little bit more suspense about whether or not chucky did it versus the kid would go a long way well it it was almost um the original cut of the movie was like very long it was like an extra 35 minutes and it showed a lot more of chucky and it didn't i know it wasn't received very well and so they cut it was like a big point of contention if we are going to cut chucky out so that we can do exactly what you said where we have more suspense like is he alive? Is he not? Like even just like a l- couple more moments, um, which they ended up doing and which I think benefited the final product. But people initially didn't like seeing too much Chucky. I feel um, very torn about the amount of Chucky content I want to see um, because I think seeing Chucky is kind of hilarious. Um, it I is hilarious. I think it's supposed to be like I find it very funny. Um, like watching him come up the stairs uh, whenever he's coming after the kid <laughs> and you see his like little two feet tall self like trying to go up the steps um I really enjoyed that uh but at the same time the less I saw of like him actually murdering people the better um like whenever he ran and threw the woman out the window I thought that as yeah I, I wanted to see as little of that <laughs> as possible because I disagree (laughs) him running at her was not frightening to me (laughs) I love it so much um it was excellent so we have to keep in mind also Emma that we watched this like in the 2020s or I guess I watched it a little earlier than you but not much we didn't grow up watching it in the 80s this movie scared people uh it scared kids Chucky looks great like I think it holds up really well uh we're gonna talk about Chucky, him, the man himself. But um, I want to talk about kind of the obvious changes that happened to the script for those who haven't seen the movie. Um, the biggest change is what one that Emma already mentioned, which is a, there's a completely different Frankenstein moment, which is literally voodoo. And um, that bothered um, Mancini, who was the original script writer. It bothered him a lot because he's like, that's a huge plot hole for a murderer to just let them be able to use voodoo dolls. It, <laughs> it is a very, very... Uh, very confusing. Whenever that happened, I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's just like, it was like a classic act- 80s action movie shootout scene. And then suddenly there's like lightning. And I was just like, what is what is happening? And that's kind of what I was alluding to. And I said it went a very different direction than I anticipated. I like it. I, I think it's chaotic. And I, 
<laughs> and I'm here for it. Um, John Lafayette, who was one of the other writers, he was the third writer who came on to the to the script and made changes to it. Uh, he dangerous. agreed with you. We, we know what? how things go when you have too many writers in the picture. We're going back to Krampus again. Oh, yeah. I'm we? talking shit again on you, Krampus. <laughs> we'll never let it go. But this one, at least it wasn't like three people pitching their own ideas. There was like someone who was like, this is my baby, which is Mancini. He's like, this is the script that I wrote that I imagined. And then it got bought um, by Holland or actually, no, it got bought by the producer, David Kirshner. And then he gave it to the director who was like, OK, now we're going to make some changes. And then they got another okay. writer on it to make more changes. That doesn't sound, it's probably not interesting to most people, but it was interesting to me. And I know there's other people out there who wanted to hear about script development. So there you are. There are dozens of us. I actually like whenever you talk about um, like how it be- the story became the story because I think it gives so much um, explanation to consistencies or inconsistencies in the ultimate uh, movie. I think, yeah, I, I would agree with that. And you can see like with the writers that there was contention among some of the decisions that like you didn't like the voodoo. I kind of like the voodoo. <laughs> I, you know what, Kate? I don't appreciate you making assumptions about me. You just said you didn't like the voodoo. I said it. What I said, what the fuck? Whenever it happened, I didn't say I didn't. Oh, like but it. you did like it. <laughs> so I actually did like the voodoo. I liked it. I liked it because it was just different. Like I, I think I came into the movie with such a low bar. Like I was really just expecting it. A, like a, a doll that like ran around stabbing people, which is not untrue. Um, you did get that, <laughs> but I liked there where it went places I did not think it was going to go and also like it was just different than any horror movie I have seen in recent history and that at least made it interesting that to says me a lot. I found myself actually interested watching this movie that says a lot because this movie is from 88 so this and is I didn't like get one bored of, yeah this is like one of the original horror movies this is like a core horror movie this spawned a franchise we got eight chucky movies a chucky show um it's pretty obvious to say that this film had franchise potential from day one i mean like emma said i literally my my chucky costume and knife are the official branded chucky costume yeah they are so they've made a pretty penny off of me but people recognize that before the movie was even made i would rather watch uh chucky and all its ludicrousness than watch uh, Friday the 13th any day <gasps> people are gonna disagree with you there I know I know but like Friday the 13th I get bored with Chucky like I actually did not get bored with it during the entirety of it would I say it's a good movie you'll have to wait <gasps> to find out but oh. I will say that it was not boring that's honestly for Emma that's a lot because Emma doesn't like horror movies at all I actually that's looked down good. at the time and I was like shit we got 20 minutes left like, I, like, was surprised. It went fast. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one more change I wanted to bring up, um, which is one that you, you also seem to, you seem to like this change, which was they made the mother a recent divorcee, struggling to keep everything afloat. And uh, one of the later versions of the script provided, like, a rich backstory for why, why she was a single mother, what happened to her husband, how the son was traumatized and subsequently became, like, prone to fantasy, which contributes to why she doesn't believe her kid when he's talking about the doll, where, she, where she's like, you're making this up. Um, which I, 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 I just thought that made her a compelling character. I think it's interesting whenever you're writing the backstory for it. I don't think it would have filmed well, and you don't need it. it. Like, we would have been waiting for the story to start and also I thought the whole scene 
of him watching uh, TV and then going to make toast, like, and using appliances while the mom's sleeping and then trying to, like, wake her up. And I thought all of that was actually very came across very sincere and gave me all I needed to know about that dynamic in that household. I agree. Yeah, I do agree. As someone who like as someone who likes the Chucky franchise, I like knowing that there's more backstory to it. And I like finding out what that backstory is just for like, I don't know, lore, (laughs) just for more Chucky lore. I like it, but um, I, I agree. It didn't need to be in the script, but they did like shoot a lot of scenes about it and it kind of, it bonded the two actors a bit, which I thought was really nice because whenever she was, at the time that she was making this movie, K- Catherine Hicks, who plays the mom, was not that old She because she's supposed to be like a young mom and uh, she didn't have kids. And so whenever she came on a set, she was like, I don't really know. Like it was very uncomfortable. She's like, I don't know how to like, interact with this child and it was her first role as a mom because like again she's young um and what happened was the little boy's mom his actual mom who's on set gave her like a little marble and was like hey like go give this to him and like tell him like it's from you (laughs) because she Mm -hmm. knew how to interact with kids and so Karen went and like gave it to the little boy and was like this is special like you have to hold on to this and had some like cute little story about it and uh, he still has that marble which I think is really cute that's very sweet and honestly I think she did a good job because I thought that the uh, mother and son had good chemistry they did I I think they did too and I don't think that is always the case (laughs) no I think that um child actors tend to be annoying and not always like there's plenty of ones I love but I think that if you give me a movie with a random child actor in it I'm probably not gonna like that character if if they're like the feature part of the movie yes looking at you Krampus I am looking you dead (laughs) in the eyes (laughs) well speaking of eyes should we talk about Chucky's design yes please oh good because I have so much to talk about so um Don Mancini, who was the scriptwriter, the original scriptwriter, he had an image for Chucky in his script that was like very clear. They're like, he's two feet tall, he's got red hair, he's got blue eyes, he has freckles, and he wears overalls. Boom, perfect. And David Kirshner, who was the producer who bought the script, took that writing. And at that point, he was working for for Disney. I think he had just finished an American Tale, and so he <laughs> he could sketch. I can see vibes. <laughs> oh, I can totally see vibes. And so he took that writing and he sketched out these drawings and then he handed them over to Kevin Yeager, who then created the Chucky doll. So um, preparing you guys, I'm about to go on like a, a, a heavy animatronic tangent. Um, I love animatronics. I think they're incredible. I think, I think they're, they're a combination cool. of engine. They're really cool. It's like engineering, but it's also art. And especially in the 80s, this was all very early days. Like there wasn't a recipe book. Um, it was like a very tight circle of people who just like taught other people. It was like, what's the word? Like apprenticeships. It was like you like got in with someone else. It was just really cool. So you have Kevin Yeager, who was the primary puppet designer. He was 24. Wow. <laughs> he was 24 He's and like he had baby. already recently... That is a baby. That's younger than both of us. And he had recently finished animatronic work on Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Um, he had done like an animatronic Freddy head. And so pro- the producer, David Kirchner, um, saw that saw that animatronic and so he was like okay I like I I like that that's a look that I would want for the movie 
but it was Rick Baker, who if you've listened to this pod or if you're familiar with animatronics or horror makeup, you'll know Rick Baker. He is very famous um, for his work on American Werewolf in London. He won an Academy Award. They basically created an award for that. Um, Or he was nominated. I think he won for, what was it? What's the movie about Bigfoot? I don't know, but would love to know. Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> That's what I movie. I mean, I guess you could say it's about Bigfoot. That's it's a bit of a different movie. It is about big. It's not a horror movie, but it 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 has a lot of um, big prosthetic and special effects mm-hmm. work, and it was done yeah. by Rick Baker. So Rick Baker was like the guy, um, and he was like, "Yeah, you should definitely um, use." Uh, Kevin Yeager and so they did and I'm so glad they did uh, because I love 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 the Chucky puppetry I think it is the best part of this movie I think it is in my opinion like one of the reasons that this movie didn't age poorly like a lot of movies did from the 80s is that there was so much effort put into the system to create the Chucky doll I am very curious um, to know what the system that you are referring to is all right, so let's let's talk about it. Um, so it's important to know that back in the 80s, there, this was a very high-pressured job because nowadays, even when we use, an- we'll still use animatronics in movies, but um, nowadays, if something doesn't quite work, we'll have the digital effects team tweak it in post. But that's not an option in the 80s, so it has to look the way it's going to look. Um, one thing that I think really does benefit this team then and now is that the animatronic is a doll. So we're not expecting completely fluid movement. It's fine that it's like slightly rigid mm-hmm. and doll-like. But the the puppet, the main puppet um, mechanic for Chucky was we had um, basically like we have cables. Cables are a huge part of any animatronic. So cables and using um to move the eyebrows to move the eyes um but we also have movement in the cheeks we have movement in the lips and we have an l-shaped jaw so the jaw can move up and down as well as side to side and then you have the rest of the body so for the face alone just the face not the head the face we have three people we have one person who is just in charge of the eyes so blinking and moving them around one person who's in charge of the eyebrows and the upper head and then one person for jaw movement and he's basically wearing what's like kind of looks like a jock strap apparatus thing that has cables on it so that whenever he opens his mouth to move um, or to speak the jaw on the animatronic moves oh and he's also moving the lips separately with his fingers using joysticks you can do look they, up videos of this it's yeah really i'm cool. going to but this may be a very silly question but how do they make it to where you can't see the cables Okay, so a lot of the, no, that's not a stupid question at all. A lot of the mechanics for the face and the body are inside of the head. So they have like a, a plastic sort of cast and then fiberglass form. And a lot of, and all of the workings are on the inside. But for this animatronic to make him move around, they use kind of like an arm system. So, which is coming out the back of him. So for some of the set pieces, like whenever he is like on the couch, they would cut out like a hole in the couch and kind of move him around elf style Mm -hmm. and to have him walk around. And then whenever they needed him moving like Like significantly, like, yeah, like jumping down the fireplace or like running in the background, they used an actor, a little person who I'll, I'll talk about in a minute. So I'm really curious about one particular scene which is when Chucky climbs, I think he climbs down out of a window or he like, basically it's whenever he's going to 
murder the um the voodooist what is the word i'm looking for yeah yeah uh i don't know <laughs> but whenever he's going to murder that guy and he like he's standing and, and seats himself i like i noticed that and was impressed by that because it, it looked very organic and i didn't know how they did it that was an animatronic and they have an arm coming through the window mm, okay like that's that's moving the whole body and then like his feet his feet are moving um but obviously his feet aren't like bearing a ton of weight Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's like this arm sort of dolly system that's moving and then his legs and his arms that was well done his face are moving yeah it's super well done and um you almost don't really notice it on first viewing like whenever i don't know if you you knew this was going to happen but did you know that chucky's face was going to change no when does it change it changes like three times so like I thought I was like maybe maybe people do notice it and maybe I'm just stupid but basically the first Chucky that you see in the movie is a very different Chucky than you see at the end and it goes from doll to human yeah so like he looks very smiley and sweet at the beginning and then he looks insane once he becomes very active (laughs) And that's, that's part of the lore, right? I think that whenever he's talking to his, I don't know, sensei person, he, the, that person's basically like, you, your, your soul, the longer it's in this doll, it, that doll is going to become more and more human, but you're like, you're going to be stuck there. Mm-hmm. But they, they explain that. And so what they did is they used four staged skins and they used different materials for them. So the first skin that they put on the, on the robotic doll was the most shiny, the most toy-like and then it, they, they gradually exchange the skins to create the more human effect. We get deeper eye sockets. The eyes become like this more icy, translucent blue. They mm. add freckles. Um, they even talked about adding a five o'clock shadow <laughs> to Chucky, <laughs> which I think would have been funny. They ultimately didn't, but I think that would have been really good. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that would have been hilarious. They obviously had a few different Chucky puppets, each with different animatronic capabilities based on whatever the scene demanded. Uh, I I wanted to know how they did the one that was on fire because I was like, no way they just like lit up their nice Chucky, right? <laughs> no but way did they? they? Did that. Uh, uh, they did something. <laughs> so <laughs> they did a couple of things. So you know the Chucky that's like flailing around on the couch yeah. when it's on fire? So that one they took um, a less elaborate Chucky robot and they put it basically just had like a drill motor in it so it just kind of like thrashed around like it was a like a child throwing a tantrum sort of so they they turned that on threw it on the couch and then just lit that baby up and I was like yeah that's fine (laughs) what I didn't expect for them to do was to take an actor which I'm talking about um the little person that they hired to do all the the body movement for Chucky. Um, that person is Ed Gale, and he had to wear a fully molded Chucky costume to do this acting. Um, and then they would use oversized replicas of the rooms he was in. Specifically, I think there was mostly just the living room, the kitchen, so that they would make him look two feet tall. I was going to say, because like, I can't imagine him being actually two feet tall. No, he's closer to like four, but... They were like, we need to, we need to make you look two feet tall. So they use like a really big fireplace, um, really big sets, different angles. Very but, smooth. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect that to see what I saw, which is they took him and they put him in like a flammable suit and then lit Jesus him. Jesus Lord, <laughs> I know. he's a pro. Ed Add Gale's that to your resume. 
I know he's 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 pretty incredible I looked into some of the other stuff he's done and um, he's just he's really really cool horror related he was in one of the um, leprechauns from the hood <laughs> I don't I think it was like I think it was the third one but he, he's been in a, a bunch of other movies that I just haven't seen but yeah I, Gail, um, we see you <laughs> it's such a small thing but I really liked that when the doll was on fire the entire place didn't set on fire I was just like I don't know. I was just anticipating that happening once he was on fire, but I loved it. Like, you know how in movies, everything is just immediately set ablaze. I love that that did not happen in the movie. I love that. I would agree. Yes. And we, and fire happens quite a few times in this movie. It does, but I don't know. It's like completely immolated. The fact that everything didn't just immediately set ablaze was just, I don't know. It was just like added a realism in a weird sort of way. Like I liked it. It was refreshing. Am I fixated on this fire? No, I I'm I'm I just hadn't really thought about it. But I yeah, you're right. I do like that. It's like things catch fire, but they don't just like immediately like not everything's Emily. not coated <laughs> in like gasoline. I don't know, it was the eighties. I, I mean I'll just say that you, more than one time you and I have tried to like blow out a candle and have accidentally sent fire places it shouldn't have gone and your house has never burned down. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, maybe I shouldn't say that. Uh, well, that was wild. I'm very impressed that they were able to do so much in the 80s and that when I watched it, I really did not think it was hokey. And it, I anticipated thinking it was hokey. I didn't. I I thought you were going to think it was hokey. Will you tell us like what you thought of it as a whole? Like, do you like it? So um, would I be like, oh, I love Child's Play? No. But I didn't hate it. And I know that sounds like a very low bar, (laughs) but for someone who doesn't like horror, it's kind of a high bar. Like I found it amusing. I would totally watch it again with you at some point and like a, like come over to your house and I don't know, have a beer and watch Chucky. Like I would totally do that. And there were times I actually did laugh out loud. Like whenever um, they're in, it's such a small little scene, but I loved it. He, they get into the, do you, do you know, first of all, do you know which, uh, bit I'm about to tell you no so I love whenever he's going up to see the kid and he's in the elevator and they're like uh ugly doll and they walk out and he's oh. like, fuck you it's <laughs> just like oh, that was so funny <laughs> and you're right I forget how funny this movie is like there are just some parts that were funny like not not like funny because we're making fun of it like it's just funny yeah um, one thing that did not make sense to me was whenever that man was, um, like the cop was being attacked by Chucky and he would never stop driving. <laughs> just like, dude, put on the, <laughs> I mean, at one point Chucky does put his hand on the gas, but like way before that, he's like, gotta get to my destination and just keeps driving while he's getting stabbed. Just by driving Chucky. through mailboxes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, all of that to say that overall, I actually have kind of positive feelings about this movie. <gasps> I'll and, take it. And the reason I knew for sure that I felt somewhat positive about it was because whenever I was reading reviews, I would get defensive about bad ones. I'd be like, it's not that bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Oh, I think you like it. So, I think you like it. I want to talk about um, the reception to this movie. So first yes. of all, um, how do you think it did? Oh, okay. The Rotten Tomatoes game. Yes, the Rotten Tomatoes game. I I want to I want to say this movie did well. I want to say that this movie got like an 81% from critics or audience? From critics. Do you think audience liked it more or less? 
I'm going to say about the same. I'm going to like say eight, 78. <laughs> so I, I found the reception really inter- interesting because I kind of came in with the same assumptions as you based on the fact that it's been such a wild, um, wildly successful franchise. Um, it did well uh, from critics. It got 71%. Um, so like oh. lukewarm to positive. Um, yeah. Like a solid okay. B minus. Meh. And then from audience, it actually only got 63%. Oh, I thought people liked this movie. I was shocked that I was almost in the minority in liking this movie. Like, if the movie's goal is to be scary, then I would not say it was successful in that. If the movie's goal is to be entertaining, I would say it was wildly successful. I was very entertained by this movie. I was very entertained by this movie and I, I like, it, it's not lasting. It's not scary to me, um, but I'm not a child. Like I know, for, I know for a fact that this movie scared kids, but the movie's like, it, not it, written like, for children. It kind of is like whenever they were doing, um, whenever they were doing targeted marketing, they were targeting ages 12 to 20. Interesting. Yeah. So it kind of is. And like, that's who it, that's who it's meant to scare. That's a lot of cursing of, like, for 12 year olds. <laughs> well, uh, people didn't like, People didn't like it. There was a lot of protests around this movie from parents who said that it was going to make children violent. I um, don't think I would like any of the sequels. Like, I don't even think I would think they were funny <gasps> because I disagree. Well, like, I feel like the thing I liked about this movie was that the storyline was interesting. Um, I actually really liked the kid and the mom and that made me feel like some not super invested, but I just liked them. Um, I thought the kid was really sweet and endearing and. Um, I thought that the kind of crudeness was well balanced to where I didn't feel like that was the whole point of the movie or it was leaning on it too much. So I just, I thought it was well balanced, I guess. All right, listen, you haven't met Tiffany, a.k.a. Jennifer Tilly, a.k.a. Bride of Chucky yet. I would, I would so not like that, Kate. I, I did. You know what? You know what? I think we're going to be covering that movie sometime soon. <laughs> I don't know that we are. I think... I think we have seven other Chucky movies. Oh my dear God, no! (laughs) I will eat my. I smell a marathon. No, oh, I I think that it's going to be like wake up with a cup of coffee, go to sleep at like two a.m. Still drinking coffee. No, every single one (laughs) back to back. If I, I can guarantee you, I would not like the sequels. Prove me wrong, but like this had a nice little balance (laughs) of of crazy wild, a little bit like. Oh man, that guy's actually a serial killer from Queens. You know, like it, it definitely had that vibe to it, which I found entertaining and fresh. I have a feeling that in sequels they would beat that to death and I would not enjoy it. I don't think that you know what's coming in the sequels, is all I'm gonna say. Okay, well, prove me wrong. <laughs> I will prove I will, you wrong. I will um I will give you my next month's salary if I enjoy the second movie. Just kidding. Well, I won't that's do not that. that much. I need you're, that to live. <laughs> Half that's well, my rent. If, will you guys please tell me um, which Chucky sequel I should pick? Because I I can tell I have this is a one shot situation. So what's it the sure best is. Chucky sequel that I should expose Emma to? Please let me know. <laughs> Email us at nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook. It'll be a race to who gets to the mailbox first. I don't think anyone cares that much about what movie you watch. No, I mean between you reading the the request or the recommendation and me deleting it. 
Well, if you if you delete them, I'll just pick one at random, which I think will be a worse situation <laughs> for you. I trust the I trust our club members way more than I trust you. That's fair. Oh, we've we forgot my favorite part. What? You know what my favorite part is? Not the favorite part of the movie. My favorite part of the club. Uh, me reading you the good and bad reviews. No, return on investment. Ugh. Okay. Do you not like return on investment? <laughs> I do, but you just gloat so much with it. It's so interesting. So this movie had a pretty pretty okay budget. Um, it was $9 million. Okay. And it made a modest sum. Actually, no. Actually, this is pretty good. It I'm made forty four point. It made forty four point two million, which but that was in eighty eight in nineteen eighty eight dollars. So if you adjust that for inflation, that's closer to like a hundred million dollars. It's pretty close to a billion if I did my math correctly. <laughs> no, you did not do your math correctly. <laughs> Kate looked at me with such sincere concern. <laughs> you you did not do your math correctly. Trust me, I'm a um, doctor. It's it's a hundred million, not a billion. <laughs> One billion um, grams of morphine for you. <laughs> yeah, I hope someone's checking your drug doses. Um, but that's pre- that's a pretty yeah. good. That's actually a really good amount. Like there are higher grossing movies. We don't even. I don't even count it because it just wrecks the curve so badly. Yeah, it does. But anything anything a hundred mil in North is very good. Yeah, that's like, pretty good. Especially, especially if you take into account that this was not a twenty-five million dollar movie like most movies these days. This was a nine million dollar movie. Yeah, no, and honestly, I'm impressed that they did so much with that money. Like, hold on, I want to adjust that for inflation. That is, it already knows what I want. It's like in 1988. I'm like, you know, that's what. That, so that's like 21 shit. All right, so it is kind of like a twenty-five million dollar. So it's it's still pretty good. Still pretty. Still good. pretty good. But good. not as good as I would have expected based on kind of what became of this movie. Yeah, I remain, based off of the return on investment and the reviews, I remain surprised that it has had such a robust um, franchise history. And, you know, like, people knew that this was going to be a big movie before it came out. Not like, it wasn't like heavily marketed or anything like that. But whenever people, whenever they were trying to figure out who is going to receive, like who's going to produce this movie, like what um, company is going to back it, what studio I should say, it was United Artists as well as MGM. It was them combined that reached out to the producers and were basically like, "Hey, we like what you're making." They like, especially to Kirshner, they're like, "We like what we like where this is going. We see like good franchise potential, basically. And if you come with us, like we will let you have creative freedom. Uh, you can make. We want you to make this movie as well as more movies about this and not about this. And you have like basically creative freedom to try new things and to fail. And we want you to." To, to do those things which is not typically how studios no they don't use the word pitch fail very much <laughs> no they don't um so I just thought that was really neat well would you like to hear some of the reviews just to add some color to the return on investment yes I'm nervous because I'm, I'm worried there's going to be a lot of bad ones. Well, when I compile these reviews, I didn't compile them by good and bad like I normally do. So it'll be a surprise for you and me both because I don't remember which ones are good <laughs> or not. Um, Excellent. 
So this first one is by Mike Massey from Gone with the Twins. I don't know what that is, but I'm into it. Um, he it's says, a pun of something. <laughs> he says, A perfect character design gives Chucky that fiendishly creepy edge, along with drastically changing facial features that accommodate scarier expressions. So that kind of speaks to exactly what you were telling us about uh, with his many skins. Yeah, the Chucky design is really, really good, and I'm glad that people appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another one by Hollywood Reporter, um, by a, a top critic. He says... Or she. Making a good horror thriller or even a good horror comedy is not child's play, as this schizoid film all too unfortunately proves. Schizoid? (laughs) That's really offensive in so many ways. Schizoid? All right, top critic, whoever you are. Okay. Did, okay. (laughs) All right, so we've got one of each. (laughs) So let's see which one, how this one tips us. There is definitely some silly stuff in this movie. When you're dealing with a two-foot-tall killer, it's hard to take things seriously. However, the movie's ace in the hole was Chucky himself. I agree with okay, that. Okay, so it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like people like Chucky for the, sure. Yeah, they like Chucky, and they like the, it seems like they not only like the design, but they like his character. I feel like they're agreeing with us to an extent, or at least agreeing with me, and I thank you, because they're basically saying this movie is pretty silly, but Chucky was pretty cool. So, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, that's basically well, what, what they're saying. Like, what were the specific criticisms that people had? Like for people who didn't like it. Well, here is a little bit more of a critical review. Um, it goes, this is by Simon Murado from QuickFlix. It's no surprise that this strange, unique, demented picture spawned a whole series of horror follow-ups. It's just a shame their increasing gaucheness mostly deters people, including myself, from going back to where it all began. Well, it's not even that bad. They're they're just also saying what I thought think, which is probably the future ones are trash. Okay, the future ones are gauche. No one's saying that they're <laughs> gauche. And I, I agree that they are a different type of movie. They're kind of a different type of movie than this movie, kind of. But that's still not really a, a critique of this the original Child's Play. Well, the critiques are kind of, they, they're not very um, specific. Yeah, so the critiques are kind of vague. Like I like I don't quite know how to put my finger on what exactly they're pointing out. So like here's one from Dave Kerr from the Chicago Tribune, also a top critic. He gave it a um, one out of four, so not great. <gasps> yeah, he says the filmmakers seem more than aware of the logical and dramatic deficiencies of their material, and so they flee to the last refuge of movie scoundrels, self-conscious campiness. Sounds like you just don't like campy movies. Yeah, I, I think they're basically saying like this has a, a shit ton of plot holes and you're just trying to get by with camp. But I actually feel I like there uh, was like a, a committed story to it. There was. David. David. <laughs> Not that you were listening. Also, the Chicago Tribune, this is set in Chicago. Have you no respect? That is very highly disrespectful. That makes you automatically loyal i'm sorry if there was a horror movie set in my city it would be my favorite horror movie unless it was krampus yeah here's another one never really amounts to a great horror movie that's literally all they say ouch okay (laughs) this is wounding this is wounding me a little bit (laughs) yeah so they were just like protective of chucky it was just the basic vibe was And this is not really evident in this movie at all beyond having just the original script was a gay writer. Don Mancini is a gay a gay writer. But the Chucky franchise is 
well known for being like an LGBTQ inclusive franchise. Hmm. I did not know that. And it well, the, the new show, they, they just like outright come out and just make a statement about it, which is, you know, the point of the new show, the plot is that it's about a gay teen. Um, and they even have, which is just treated as like the entire plot. It's not all just about his sexuality, but also there's a, a really great line that I like where they're talking about um, a transgender character and they're like, he's talking to Chucky and he's like, yeah, but like, isn't that wrong? He's like, I'm not, I'm not a monster, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> and he, Chucky just comes right out as like an ally for the LGBTQ community um, and whenever we get Jennifer Tilly involved in the mm-hmm. series, who's Bride of Chucky, um, we get a lot more outward camp, which has always been a big staple in gay culture, is just very campy movies, um, especially campy horror. In The Child of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, Glenn slash Glinda is uh, genderqueer. Hmm. And it's an older movie. So, like, they're always adding new characters. That, yeah, that is impressive. I think the general gist on reading these reviews is basically they don't feel like it's funny enough to be a comedy. They don't think it's um, scary enough to be a horror movie. But the but those who do like it or at least kind of have the vibe I have are like, I think the, the fact that you did something original with a talking doll gives you some points. And I think that that's why it's got this sort of overall lukewarm review. I can live with it. Yeah, me too. I'm very excited for this next part. You need to rate this movie. On oh, a scale I have of one to ten. I have it. I have it. Um, I am giving Ooh. it six out of ten. Fuck yous. <gasps> oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, six. I would have expected more. Well, I like this movie, and for me, it. I not that I think I'm all, all that, but I think the fact that someone who doesn't like horror movie is giving this a, an above average review is a credit to the movie six is pretty average i mean it's not a five okay <laughs> i was gonna give it a three out of that's five fine. if the scale was three out of five how about that so if well, you that's not what the if scale you do is. the math and we'll make it like a we'll make it like a three out of five times two we'll do a seven out of ten you bullied okay. me into it no I'm just reminding you that you like this movie. Okay, you're fine. I'll give it. No, I'm not. I'm going to give it a 6.5. And that's my final. Ah, I'll take it. I'll take I it. like begrudgingly Honestly, like it. I can tell you. I can tell you secretly like it. Um, I'm going to give this. I, honestly, I'll be. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10 AA batteries for this movie. Um, I really do like it. Is it the best horror movie ever made? Not for me. Um, do I thoroughly enjoy this movie? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I really like it. I Honestly, you know what? Is. I lied. This goes. This is an eight. I'm giving it an eight. Whoa. The animatronics are insane. They're absolutely insane. Chucky is an icon. He's an international icon. What am I saying? This is an eight. That is my bold. apologies, everyone. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm giving it an eight. I will say eight. that I think maybe one of the best scenes in the movie and I thought this was genuinely very well done I thought the way the mom handled like handled trying to see if the doll was real I thought that that seemed very realistic like I bought it I was like I would do similar things I would probably talk to the doll I would get frustrated and maybe bang it around and then I actually really liked maybe my favorite bit was the finding of the batteries 
Yes. I thought that was great. And I'm glad that they didn't call it batteries not included because it would have ruined that really great moment. I thought it, I thought that that was, that is the scariest moment for me in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, that, and whenever Chuck, she drops Chucky and he immediately like rolls underneath the couch. Oh my God. I'm like, ah! (laughs) I liked it because I was just like, oh, like I, it put me in her mind kind of, of like, what's going on? What's going on? What the hell? Like well, the, that's speaking, the stomach dropping moment of um, of seeing the batteries are not in the doll. And also when she was touching him to find out if the batteries were in the doll, like, like don't touch him. I'm like, he's going to bite you. I was also kind of <laughs> like, that's very him. private, ma'am. Just poking at him. She's <laughs> flipping him over on his backside and open him up. <laughs> no boundaries. No boundaries, Karen. Um, fun fact, Catherine Hicks obviously did not have a fear of murderous dolls so to get scared for this role especially when she was looking underneath the couch she pretended it that it was a snake because she's very afraid oh, of snakes god, that would work for me yeah well j- like just imagine that a snake just rolled under oh your my couch. god you had to look underneath that's what not and you had to look underneath that's not cool <laughs> i have so what are many you doing i have so i'm hiding behind my jacket i have so many dreams <laughs> where like you can't see very well and you know the snake's around you, but you don't know where it is. <laughs> and that just really is striking some chords. I feel you, Karen. I have a weird dream that there's a snake in the toilet. That seems like an easy solution. No, it doesn't, <laughs> Emma. Just flush them down. And I think, well, it was. it's a thing that can happen sometimes. It can come up through the pipes. If you're in Australia... No, if you're in the United States of America, okay, do if not you're in tell Louisiana. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I literally just told you I had a phobia. So and you were like, I'm you know sorry. what happens sometimes? <laughs> so what a sorry. bully of a big sister. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It probably won't happen to you tonight. Kate. <laughs> no, we're I'm not. Sorry. I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. ending this little side track. No, absolutely not. I won't do that. Okay, you're right. Let's go to the scoreboard. Let's see where we're gonna where we're gonna rank this on the, on the on the full scoreboard. Sometimes we're so obvious because we're really into a movie and you know it's going up to the top. Sometimes we hate it. You know it's going at the very bottom. Looking at you, Krampus. Um, and sometimes you just don't know. And so I'm very intrigued to know where this will be uh, when we rank it and add to what are now 67 films. Okay, so number 67. Let's start. Um, goodness, this is tough. This is really tough. Because once you get in the middle, it's just like no man's land. The middle really isn't. I'll just take you to the middle so that we can get an idea. So smack dab in the middle is um, Evil Dad. Oh, God. I don't. Okay. um, Above that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Above that is Drag uh, Me to Hell. Above that is Silent Night, Deadly Night. Would you like me to go the other direction? Uh, this is awful. Okay, I think I think if it was me, I would put this um below Drag Me to Hell and above Chuck Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was actually thinking and above the Evil Dead remake. I was actually thinking very similarly. So in all fairness, I haven't seen Drag Me to Hell or Evil Dead, but I did listen to you review them. Um, and I have <laughs> seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so that's kind of a nice little in between for me. So. And I wouldn't put it above Hush, which is 27. So I definitely put it below. Um, So I think it should be the new number 32. Okay. That actually worked out really well. It did. I'm surprised we were on the same page. 
this is below Blair Witch. This is below 28 Days Later. This is below Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's That's one of the best movies ever. That even should be higher. It's below Drag Me to Hell. But I think it's at least as good as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think it's better than Evil Dead 2013. I would much better rather watch Black this Christmas. than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But maybe that yeah, speaks well, to the fact that gore. it's not scary. <laughs> that's true that's true that makes me kind of reconsider but i'm i'm fine with i'm fine with that i like i like 32 i think that that's a very respectable spot on this list all right well there it is and everything above it is just really really excellent so like i don't feel i I don't shed a tear for chucky (laughs) chucky wouldn't want you to so it's probably (laughs) for the best all right well i loved covering this movie i loved researching i probably spent like four or five hours researching this movie i had so much fun there's a ton of stuff i couldn't get to but um i will be adding stuff on our instagram and our facebook page i'm so happy that we covered this movie honestly because like i just it's been part of the lore and i've just had no context for it so now i i feel like i'm part of the club you part of the club yay I do have one final fun fact. Uh, I already posted this on our Instagram and Facebook just today, just this morning. Hmm. But uh, Kevin Yeager, who is the designer for Chucky, also designed the Crypt Keeper from 1989's Tales from the Crypt. Oh, classic. And he reused some parts. What? Which ultimately, it ultimately meant that the Crypt Keeper has Chucky's eyes. Ooh, I love it. And he has creepy eyes. I've seen like photos. Yes. That's you should great. go go to our Instagram. I have a, like a side by side photo of them, so you, it, like it's very apparent. That's really good. I, I really cannot cool. wait to look at that. <laughs> Just needed a parting shot <laughs> to put yeah, in there. I am down. Okay, well, that's awesome. All right, thanks guys for being a part of this episode. Um, we love having you in the club, and we will see you next time. We're your friend till the end. <laughs> Stay spooky, guys. <laughs>